WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 824 on this Friday morning. Today is the 21st of July. Well, we've been hearing more and more about artificial intelligence in the news. Seems like robots are literally in every industry out there. We'll explore that a little bit more in just a second. And uh, one of the focuses this morning, this is weird. It's even weird to say it. Artificial intelligence in the world of acting and writing. There was even a strike that was held in Boston. Actors went on strike talking about artificial intelligence taking over the movies and also the scene on TV. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. Very odd for sure. We'll cover all those subjects, including artificial intelligence driving and also AI in the workplace and AI firefighters as well. All of it this morning on the WGNS Action Line. Again, time right now, 825. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. We need to be especially mindful to protect our pets from fleas and ticks. Here at Animal City, we carry a variety of products to keep your dog and cat safe. In addition to products that will directly protect your pet, we carry a variety of items to keep your home safe as well. Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. You can find us at Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And now we turn to the world of television and movies. In Boston, members of the American Labor Unions, Screen Actors Guild, and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists all came together to protest robots, or AIs taking over acting. What could AI have to say that isn't just echoes of things we've said already? And if it has original thought, we've got other problems. We are actors, not AI. Hey, hey. Actors and writers took to the streets of Boston holding a union march. They chanted, We are actors, not AI. We're here to fight for our rights, and we deserve it. There's enough to go around. There's enough to go around. If we continue to go down this route, we're going to see the very end of this whole industry as it is. We are actors, not AI. I gotta be very blunt with you right now. There's something wrong in our society when the robots come after the jobs of the artists first. A lot of these cables, a lot of the streaming and um, and studios are currently owned by tech people who don't really understand what we bring to the table. This is a righteous fight. Anyone who does some due diligence uh, and research on what it is that we're asking for and what it is that they were unwilling to give will understand 
on a very visceral level what that means. Corporations have such overwhelming power at this point that they will squash the worker if we don't stand tall and we don't fight the things that are outrageously unfair about it. They think that they don't understand or value what we do yet. So I think it's I think it's going to be a long road. Could be really hard. The people that make them wonderful are the writers and the actors and the, the directors and the people that work on them. So if you're going to just stick a half-baked idea into a computer and hit enter, I think you're going to get a half-baked product no matter how the actual like faces and, and, and stuff look. I think it's very important for all of us to be here and, and fight. And, you know, we'll look back at this time years from now and say, oh, I was part of that. The industry is better because of because I was part of that back then. A lot of the ways they take care of the people who make the stuff that powers this industry um, has not kept up with the way the industry has changed. You know, uh, sometimes I feel like we're treated like products rather than human beings. From coast to coast. There are now even more Hollywood workers on the picket lines with sag after union members joining WGA union strikers from actors like Kevin Bacon in New York City. I just have to, you know, hope that we're going to get a fair deal and, and that uh, they'll come back to the to the table. To writers like Jeff Astroff in Los Angeles. It's costing me personally. It's costing, you know, every single writer thousands of dollars and our livelihood. We're waiting for the studios to come back. If the studios want to end this tomorrow, they can. They're asking for streaming residuals and protections around the use of AI. Matt Piper, CBS News. We are We won in 1960 was our health and pension plans and the existence of residuals. That was the most important negotiation in L.A. union history. And now we're on strike together again. And honestly, this strike is even bigger because SAG and AFTRA have since merged. One of the last things that I said in that negotiating room across the table was, so now you couldn't make a deal with two unions. Congratulations people that were across from us in the room didn't seem to know a lot a lot about what we do they asked a lot of simple basic questions about auditions and about you know just a whole range of subject matter that it, it, it was it was inappropriate for them not to have a greater command of what they were doing. Fran Drescher, the president of SAG-AFTRA, says the union is pushing studios to take into account major shifts in the business brought on by technology. Making incremental changes on a contract that was forged since 1960, before there was internet, before there was digital. Is crazy. The main sticking points include increases in basic pay, higher residuals for streaming content, and protection surrounding the use of AI. They were going to pay a background actor for one day work and then use their likeness in perpetuity, like forever, without paying them. And I'm like, that is not okay. Like most of these, most background actors, like they are professional background actors. That is their job. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty gut-wrenching, you know? We uh, we partner with these people, you know what I mean? I've worked with plenty of the studios and I know there's a human face to it, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's parents with kids and things of that nature. So it was pretty callous to, to read. It was almost unbelievable. I was like, this this can't be a real quote from a human being because it's just, it just lacks humanity. AI is not for Dolly Parton. Jolene, 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 Jolene. 
The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer says she wants to be remembered for her music, not a digital hologram. She talked to the UK's Independent about it ahead of her upcoming album release. Dolly 77 says when she's gone, she has no interest in virtual immortality, despite the tech taking over and bringing other stars to life, including Whitney Houston and Tupac. Give me, give me, give me a still together, but even they put on AI shows last year. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Actors are not the only ones worried about AI taking over their industry. Some robots want to write. That is one of the latest stories in the news, and well-known writers are dead against the idea. With more on this subject, here is CBS News correspondent Deborah Rodriguez. Thousands of authors have sent a letter to leaders of Microsoft, Meta, Alphabet, and other companies warning them against using their work to train AI systems without permission or compensation. Signers like James Patterson, Margaret Atwood, and Jonathan Franzen say AI bots can mimic and regurgitate their language, stories, style, and ideas. Products like OpenAI's ChatGPT and Google's Bard are partly trained from the Internet. Some tech companies say scraping in Information from the web is fair use. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. It seems that in every direction that you turn, AI plays a role in almost every industry. From cars that drive themselves. You have a right turn ahead. Would you like me to make that turn for you? Yeah. Thank you. I'll continue to drive you to your destination. 4411 Grand Rio Drive is precisely 3.22 miles ahead. Relax, I've got it from here to semi-trucks and trains. This truck is hauling 80,000 pounds of supplies to be delivered to our destination. Driven, steered, and stopped. Yield ahead in 600 feet. Current charge capacity is at 80%. Fuel is at 75%. This semi-truck will not need to refuel or charge for another 921 miles. Deliveries. Hi, I am AI Kayla. I have a delivery for Michelle Osprey. Is Michelle here? Mom, your package is here. This is weird. It's a robot. Mom. Artificial intelligence. Are you controlled by remote? I am a robot. I control myself. But I was programmed this morning to make new deliveries. And in California, AI firefighting. For this story, we had to Jim Crisulo with CBS News. Artificial intelligence is now helping fight wildfires in California. It's helping identify wildfires with cameras that can detect smoke not visible to human eyes. AI will also help predict where wildfires will move. To know that this is exactly where the fire is right now and this is the direction that's going is extremely valuable information. David Crusoe is a battalion chief with Cal Fire working out of an air attack base. Jim Crisilda, CBS News. And we will continue this topic this morning about AI, artificial intelligence. Next up, to the workplace and in schools. For the next segment of the show, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to head to MTSU. So make sure you stay with us. It gets interesting. It is interesting. (laughs) I, I mean, I never thought I would hear of AI writers and AI actors very odd 835 right now again is your time today is friday it's currently about 79 degrees outside and mostly sunny right now as far as the weather later on today there is a chance of rain 
So just keep that in mind. If you're making plans today, there is still a chance of rain. Uh, it was around 12 noon is what they were originally saying for that rain to come, but I, I am not sure if that's still the case. Let's see here. 12 noon? Nope. It's only a 5% chance of rain by 12 noon at this point, so that's good. I, well, good if you're making plans, I guess. Now, by later tonight, later this evening, by 8 o'clock tonight, the chance of rain goes up to 10%. And then by midnight, chance of rain falls to only 2%. So maybe it won't be raining today until much later. I don't know. But sounds like it won't be. Anyway, moving on. 8.36 is the time. That's why we leave the weather updates to the professionals. Stay with us. We have more to come on the subject of AI. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas' Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go. You can get pastas or chicken. You know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? Just go to 4 slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You could enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. MyComputerCareer.edu. We're at Adam's place talking with Walt. I'm enjoying it here. It's nice to get acquainted with a lot of people. There's a great social life at Adam's place. They provide lots of entertainment. I like to play cards, and there's quite a crowd here that plays cards. I enjoy Adam's Place very much. Hi, this is Terry Deal at Adam's Place. Call me for more information about Adam's Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Well, that heat index today going to reach about 99 degrees, so beware of that. Make sure you have plenty of water with you throughout the day today. Again, heat index up to 99 degrees today. Then for tonight, looks like there's a chance of showers and thunderstorms before 1 a.m. Chance of rain tonight at 20%. Saturday, mostly sunny, high at 85. Saturday night, clear, low at 63. Sunday, sunny, high of 88 degrees. Now there is, this is crazy, an excessive heat advisory in effect in California where in the areas of places like Barstow and L.A., 
Temperature is going to reach about 112 degrees today and tomorrow. That's in California, the area of L.A., all the way out to Barstow. Then you go to Las Vegas and Nevada. Heat today is going to reach 116 degrees. Crazy hot out there. So I'm thankful that we only have a heat index of 99. But the heat out there in California is much drier than it is here. So it's probably going to feel hotter here at 99 with that heat index than it is with that dry heat in California. Both are, both are hot, though. Time right now, 840. You're listening to WGNS, and we're continuing our topic this morning of AI. That's artificial intelligence. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. Our guest this morning from MTSU, Dr. Ken Curry, Chair of the MTSU Department of Engineering Technology. How are you this morning? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm good. So how long have you been a part of MTSU? I joined in August of 2021. So you got here right at the start of future construction, it sounds like. Exactly. In fact, even before I started, I was getting uh, phone calls from the the dean at that time uh, asking me to meet with some of our industrial advisory board members to talk about the new building. And of course, MTSU, they have broken ground on a $74.8 million applied engineering building. And this is a a big step for MTSU. The building that you're currently in, the engineering building, how long has that been on the campus? That's been there since 1941. It's a pretty old building and it's not well suited for engineering kind of labs, but uh, we're making do with what we've got. And that is the Voorhees building. And if it were designed in the 40s, built in the 40s, I can only imagine that, well, like you were saying, it's not very well suited, at least for today's engineering classes. That's correct. It's uh, We're trying to make some modifications right now just to get a spy for the next two years until the new building gets ready for occupancy. And in today's engineering computers are a huge part of it if not everything so kind of tell us what it's like today versus when that building first was built I'm trying to think back of when the building was built you know at that time probably almost everything was just kind of geared around towards machining machine technologies and nowadays you know even in our machine shop everything is computer numerical control so it's not the same world that we lived in at that time. And those who earn a degree and go through these studies, what are they gearing up for themselves? Well, a lot of them are going into the manufacturing or automation integration fields. So we have a lot of automation integrators that work with larger companies to basically work on both the network principles for computer networks to integrate automation components like vision systems and robotics and conveyor systems and all the different types of inputs that go into play for the automated world that we live in. You know, it seems like in the news lately, we've heard a lot about artificial intelligence. Will that play a role in the future of engineering? Huge. We just purchased some new cameras, some vision systems for manufacturing and automation systems that have embedded within them machine learning uh, principles for artificial intelligence so that they can and pick up features from parts that are being scanned and taken pictures of so that you can actually get measurements of uh, parts from one point to another. You can look at diameters. So it's almost like a... uh, 
a quality assurance program all built within one little camera. Again, with us this morning, Dr. Ken Curry, chair of the MTSU Department of Engineering Technology. Will some of this artificial intelligence, will it take away anything from jobs? No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, we've We've got a real problem in most of our industries trying to find good workers to work. And so we've got a worker shortage. And so a lot of this AI and automation is going to allow us to have robots. Even robots are going to be working alongside uh, individuals to make their work more productive. Is there going to be room in the new building in order to really teach hands-on about the different equipment and the technology that's going into play these days? We've actually started gearing up to purchase and receive some of the new equipment that's going in the new building. And we're getting a couple of new uh, what are called cobots. Uh, they're collaborative robots, and the unique feature of these cobots is that they have force feedback mechanisms within each one of their joints so that if they encounter an obstruction, if someone happens to be in the way or something happens to be in the way, the whole robot just stops. Most of the other robots, they'll just go right through that, and you have to be very careful, and usually they're, they're usually set up with safety features. To, to prevent any kind of harm, but these cobots are specifically designed to work alongside humans to prevent any kind of harm to them. Uh, and uh, we're getting a bunch of other automation equipment as well as gifts from some of our industrial advisory board members. Literally worldwide in education, it seems like so many new ideas are developed day in and day out. Do you foresee this new building allowing students to come up with new ideas that will help in the technology field? I sure hope so. We're, we're going to have some maker space available uh, so that students can come up with some initial prototypes of some of their systems. But even in our capstone projects, a lot of our students are coming up with innovative kind of ideas and products. I guess a lot of stuff starts starts at that educational level where there is hands-on application of different tools and different learning ideas. Uh, for sure. I mean, uh, we're trying to get students uh, not only accustomed to technology that is currently in the industry, but also things that they can innovate on as well. Some, some things that they might want to try to bring to life themselves. The automotive industry is big in Middle Tennessee. What do you expect to see, let's say, over the next 10 years in that industry as far as the different labor that's involved, you know, computer involvement versus hands-on involvement? What can we see? Oh, I think in the automotive assembly, you're, you're going to see pretty much, uh, you might see a little bit better interface with production systems. I wouldn't be surprised if you'd start to see voice activated kind of feedback from uh, previous work that you'd done, uh, almost like Alexi, Siri, uh, that kind of a thing where you ba basically uh, would be able to query uh, what's going on in terms of quality, uh, throughput, some of that. Uh, but I, I think that as we see more electrification uh, of the automotive uh, sector, I think more of those jobs are going to be uh, robot related simply because when you're dealing with lithium ion cells in batteries, you almost have to uh, deal with that with robots because of safety. Is battery technology that next step that we're going to be headed? 
I think <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to because uh, uh, I think there's there's a lot of issues that have to be overcome. Just like any new technology, there's all kinds of, of different kind of propulsion ideas for automotive. And uh, but I, I do think that we're going to see more and more even in driving. Uh, we're going to see more uh, AI and in, in technology. It's going to be wild to kind of see what does occur in the future. Yes, I think that we've got uh, Ford Blue Oval, and of course, uh, Ultium is uh, partnering with uh, GM, and Nissan, of course, has got a battery uh, company that's located right next to them. Uh, so I think we're going to see more and more of this, and I know that Ford Blue Oval specifically requested mechatronics engineers as one of their uh, pipeline that they're looking for. And when you look at things like electric vehicles, while they've been around for a while, really the big changes have come over the last five or so years. Yeah, the battery technology is changing, still changing so much. And I think it's also from a safety standpoint. It's not just from a capacity standpoint in terms of how long it can drive, but also they're formulating the electrolytes on these lithium ion batteries so that you don't get the dangerous spikes that cause uh, fires and whatnot. So I think a lot of that's going to be worked out in the near future. With batteries, is that more of a, a science department or is that an engineering? It's a really good question. Uh, generally speaking, it's a little bit of both. You know, you got to have the basic fundamental understanding and that's going to come in chemistry. But the other part of it, though, is how do I package it? How do I protect it so that it's going to drive safely? That's all an engineering kind of a stand. Again, with us this morning, Dr. Ken Curry, chair of the MTSU Department of Engineering Technology. And once more, MTSU, they've broken ground on a brand new applied engineering building. And how big is this new building going to be? About 90,000 square feet. So when you compare that to the older building, <laughs> big difference there, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to just get a perspective. I would say probably about... I don't know, maybe 10 to 20 times as big. <laughs> so th this was badly needed. <laughs> oh, yeah, really. Very much so. Is there going to be a large auditorium in there or several? There, there is just one. Just one. Um, we currently don't have enrollment right now to, to merit uh, a class size of uh, 150 but the, the overall uh, master plan in the university is increase the number of auditoriums for larger class sizes. Are there manufacturers who are coming in with MTSU to say, you know, this is the input that we believe should be a focus? How do you go about deciding, you know, what direction to head with different technology programs? Oh, I think our advisory board, our industrial advisory board is just phenomenal. We've got great partners and they're giving us guidance every every time that we meet about things that we should be uh, including in the in the new building. And several of them are stepping up and and providing gifts in kind to try and support that. Now I I know I believe it was Sidney McPhee, the president of the university, who talked about how you know innovation is going to be a big part of the MTSU campus. Tell us more about that because I believe there are several new buildings. At least two have been built in the recent years. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be located directly uh, adjoining the new School of Concrete and Construction Management. Uh, and so I really think that we're probably going to see uh, even better collaboration between our two uh, 
our two uh, departments simply because um, they're doing a lot of work in 3D printing of concrete materials. And uh, it's that kind of innovation that we're also looking to try and bring to uh, the new applied engineering building. Is it getting cheaper to build different parts when you're trying to put together a, a new machine of some kind because of that 3D printing? Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things that we're really kind of hoping is that with these new cobots that we've got coming in, uh, that we can uh, start to shape our own end effectors that will allow us to uh, model, uh, modify end effectors to just pick up what we need to pick up uh, instead of just giving kind of uh, buying a new end effector each time. We'd be able to innovate and kind of come up with our own designs. So when you first got into that field of engineering, how big of or how many changes did, have you seen? <laughs> well, I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've seen a lot of changes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I, uh, just in the first industry I started out in, uh, they've made major changes in terms. Of, I mean, it was a it was an aluminum plant where they made uh, f uh, flat rolled products for beer and beverage can stock, and uh, it was a huge plant. Had a hundred acres under roof, and uh, they probably don't even need that much now because uh, that I came in before they were recycling cans. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it was. Uh, it was a different world. Plants are going to be getting smaller across America, it sounds like. I think so. Yeah, I'd like to think that at some point that uh, this might be a little bit crazy, but I'd like to see more modular nuclear reactors right next to plants. And I think we're going to see some of that in the, in the not too distant future so that you'll actually have, you know, your own ind independent power for large manufacturing areas. There's no telling what we're going to see in the years to come with technology. Oh, I agree. I think it's, it's going to be amazing. And again, that new building on the MTSU campus to be open by the summer of 2025. That's the new applied engineering building. Dr. Ken Curry with us this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Scott. Oh, and in case you're wondering, what is an endofector or endofunctor? It is mapping of objects from one category back to the same category. So it's basically mapping out a pattern and making something and then making something else. So uh, kind of talking on the lines of 3D printing. Right now the time, 8.53. You're listening to WGNS on this Friday morning. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.